0: Tell me who had that Good boy, sit down Poof steady, non-stopper
1: International One-two-frocker Like a pipi Helmet, Jiggy, jiggy biggy biggy, Heavy, heavy Baby, do you want me? But trust me Not too many fly like me The big daddy Holling me, holling me After biggie Long time Sit down wishing you Was a friend of mine Yeah God bless Got to let Jiggy more And then he got to Be this daddy What you looking for
2: Biggie, biggie Heavy, heavy Baby, do you want me? Yeah, Ah, more you can sing well now Welcome, welcome! It's Niger Girl Talks. Um, today we are discussing a very interesting topic. Um, I just feel like I mean I can't really talk by myself. I need my guest. And today I have.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Yeti, aka Weave Geek, the Jesus Freak.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all! I am Opay um aka Miss Opz.
0: Alright, hi everybody, my name is Nicole, and since everybody is doing A.K.A. Me too, I'll do A.K.A. Nicole J. <laughs> people.
2: people, um, but today's topic is you've gained weight, um, and today we're discussing body shaming and body issues in the Nigerian community, and how, you know, African culture sometimes makes somebody feel insecure about their body weight. Um, can you guys uh, share anything that you've experienced in the Nigerian community. I know a lot of our parents, um, if we lose weight, if we gain weight, they're the first people to like point it out. If you are if you come back from college and you gained a pound or you lose a pound, they're at the door choking you like, you've gained weight. You lost weight. You're not eating. Um, and I know we all have stories from childhood even to, to now. Like I was telling my coworkers, my mom was going on me. What? Yeah, she was going on my stomach. Um, couple months. What? Yes, what? And you. They, and they're like, your mom's crazy. I'm like, yes. I mean, your mom like will have a lot to say about that. Yes. Oh no, you told me about that. Okay. Yeah, so they were like, wait, what? And if, if I'm getting it, I know other people are getting it because yeah. I'm, I'm sick. Um, so can we like, you know, go around and share some stories that we may have about, you know, our parents, our aunts, our uncles, our siblings, <laughs> you know, pointing out our oh, weight. It's funny that she said aunts
1: because, I, I mean, my parents, I come from a big family. So I have, I'm the youngest of five girls. And um, of course, in the house of all girls, you talk about body issues a lot because it's mm-hmm. all girls, all women. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I didn't really get it my, mainly from my family, from my parents, from my sisters. I mean, I love my aunt, So I don't want to like...
0: Bash Go her. on her, I'll bash
1: her. But one of my aunts, um, she literally called me Fatty Bum Bum probably for the first 18 years of my life. Oh, That was my nickname. Fatsy. Yeah, Fatsy. I think that's Wait, what? thing. Fatty thing. Yeah, like, or... No, because I'm just robust. I was, I'm just big. I was, I've um, never heard this nickname before. Really? Because you're smaller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was my
3: nickname too. My,
1: yeah, my aunt called me Fatty Bum Bum. Like, I didn't have a name. That that was my name. It wasn't Aqua. It was Fatty Bum Bum. Every time I saw her, oh, Fatty Bum Bum, I'm just like, uh, hi, auntie. Um, and yeah, it was funny to her, but... I mean, my thinking
2: was doo-doo yummy, so... <laughs> what? That's so mean, yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, see? Okay. But, but it yeah. wasn't like a... I think it stopped after a while, but yeah. No, nah, black eye, and
1: shine. <laughs> mine didn't stop, and I even, you know, post-weight loss, she still, you know... Really? You... I mean, she doesn't call me that anymore. Probably like in the last five years, but I think that's because of my age. Okay. really Mm -hmm. because of the size. But um, I think now she knows that I'm an adult, so you know I can give it to her like she gives it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. But um, she used to call me fatty bum bum, and it wasn't a thing that like, like that's not funny. It was funny to
2: her, but it was extremely hurtful. But I don't. I don't think African parents know that. We Americans have feelings, like it's. They
1: yeah. have them. Too. They just yeah. think like they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: but or they're not trained
1: to acknowledge. Never, yeah, exactly. I mean,
3: every feeling reverts to anger. Like everything becomes anger. Like, like if you hurt their feelings, mm-hmm. it's not. Oh my goodness, you just hurt my feelings. It's anger. It's screaming. It's yeah. working. Yeah. It's yelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, my experience. I know my parent. I definitely know that my parents said stuff, but. Um, I was talking to somebody recently about how like i I noticed that for a long time I allowed people mm. that um that I didn't really care too much about speaking to my life mm-hmm. so one experience that I can remember was it was like a Thanksgiving or some type of get together in my house and we had uncles and aunties there and all this stuff and everyone was leaving and this uncle now is talking to me I, Till this day, I don't know his name. Mm. If I were to see him on the street, I wouldn't be able to like <laughs> recognize him. I do not know this man at all. And he ke- comes to me. He was like, "Yeah, do you know your size? It's fine. Don't lose anything. Don't gain anything. Just stay that way. You know, you don't want to gain any more weight." And I'm like, I was like, I had to be like eight years old. I was <gasps> in elementary school. That's yeah, nonsense. No, 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 no. I was in elementary school. This was when <laughs> this was when we were living. I used to live in Bowie when I was in elementary school. This was when I was in elementary school, and he's talking to me about my weight. So you can imagine this man that I don't know is telling me how I should look at myself, and he's giving me tips on how—yeah, body (laughs) advice. Some man Mm -hmm. that I don't know, and I was in elementary school. So that's my experience with this. And, I
1: mean, Nigerians just have a way of oversharing— over, yeah. like, giving advice that's not asked for, yeah. like, giving opinions that I did not, that i not going to at all. So this uncle, who you don't know, yeah, who, still came, don't who know. you still don't know, <laughs> all these years later, tell an eight-year-old not to gain weight. Yeah. Does that Uh-oh. make sense? It doesn't. That makes no sense.
3: And I really, he, I really believe in his mind he thought he was helping me out. Yeah, I, he did. I'm, yeah. So, really, I'm sure he did. He probably went to sleep smiling <laughs> yes. at night, like, I, I did a good I, thing. I did a good, I good day. <laughs> <laughs> Lord.
0: So I feel like I have so many instances and I don't even know like where to start from. So, and honestly, this body, like weight in general is one of the most sensitive topics to me Mm. because I've made it such a, a, a very big deal in my life. And I honestly think it's because of what I've experienced. That's why it's such a big deal. Um, I guess like I can start from like how I grew up. So I grew up in Nigeria and I also grew up in America. So for like six, seven years, I was in Nigeria. And when I was um, when I was a child, like I wasn't like a big I wasn't a big child. (laughs) Like I was just like normal size. And then when I moved to Nigeria for school, I remember one of the first instances about my weight was from my grandmother. I was in her room, and I think I was wearing, like, a um, a spaghetti strap top. And she saw, and my grandma, she saw, like, my underarms. You guys know how you have, like, yeah, a, a no fat, thing. yeah, yeah, the folds between your underarms and your boobs?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so my mo- <laughs> so my grandmother saw that, and she was like, Buki, I'm going to be very fat.
3: Just speaking over your life like that. Yeah. What?
0: Ever since I was a child. So she saw that and she said, I'm going to be really big. And ever since then, I felt like that's kind of what like planted the seed of um, insecurities Mm -hmm. towards my weight. And um, another instance was when I moved back to America and one of my aunts from Nigeria, she came to visit and I was helping her with something and I was walking in front of her and she was behind me and she said, Buki, your back is so wide what yep I have so many instances she said um yeah she said because my Nigerian name is Bookie, for those who don't know so she's like Buki your back is so wide and I I literally just I, I I almost like I cried and to the point that I went to my dad and I was like daddy why would she tell me that blah 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 and then my dad was like trying to encourage me and stuff like that and then there were just other instances um just like in between all these times people would still talk to me about my weight and um I remember okay, so I went back to Nigeria again in 2012. And I think this was one of the worst insults I've ever gotten concerning my weight. So I went to my that same aunt's house and she invited one of my uncles over, and he's not like my blood uncle. He's just like one of the people who say uncle um, to we call him uncle. Yeah. So we're sitting at the dinner table eating, and um he told me that I like my body was built like a bulldozer. What? Can you imagine? Very demonic, right? Yeah,
3: that's a spirit with a lower.
0: Very demonic, yeah. (laughs) So he told me that. It's so dumb. It sounds like you. You would want to laugh because it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. But
2: it's like these uncles are coming. They don't even know you. They don't Uh, know you, and they're telling you how they're they're giving you advice about your body, like. They're no longer seeing like a little niece or yeah. a little cousin, but they're like seeing you as a sexual object. Girl, that's a different topic. A whole demographic. Yeah. That's yo, yo, happening. Topic. Topic, yeah. But you're right, though. You're right. It's like you're eight years old. And mm-hmm. then this is 2013, you said? 12, 2012.
0: Yo. Yeah. And I have a, <laughs> other instances yeah. similar to that. But yeah, that's basically been my experience. Uncles and aunts just. Like what Akwa said at the beginning, oversharing, like just talking when they don't need to talk and they think what they're saying is helpful. But it's really, it's really um, just like a assignment of the enemy to destroy you or to discourage
1: you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And I don't even think they know like the impact of, I mean, as humans, right? I don't think humans really know the impacts of words yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. But specifically in the Nigerian culture, our culture, the African culture... I don't even the black culture to be honest. I don't think they understand how heavy words can be. Mm-hmm. So when you call someone "fatty bum bum" for for eighteen years of her life, when mm-hmm. you know you don't understand that those words will continue to ring in and her ears. Yeah. And when she sees you. And when she and no when she sees herself. Mm-hmm. When I looked at myself in the mirror, that's what I heard mm-hmm. because that's what she, I was told every time I saw that on. Yeah. and then it was like I don't even want to see that on. So then you start creating like this weird relationship, or when someone tells you in Nigeria that your body is built like a bulldozer, like, like what is? Who, is who that? says that? What 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 does that even mean? I don't get it. I don't get it. And then they want you to be so nice. Oh uncle, mm-hmm. yes sir, yes sir. Oh, but you, know,
0: grew, but you killed yeah. my
1: spirit. You killed everything.
3: Yeah. And then
1: you want me to grow and blossom into this woman,
3: this, this lawyer, this doctor, this, who you, can oh, help other people.
1: And then you wonder why I, my I have insecurity yes, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I can't look at myself naked, or because I can't, I can't even look at you. Yeah. In the eye because I have or insecurity. even when you're looking yeah. at them,
0: you think like those are the thoughts that they're thinking towards you.
1: Yeah. It makes you shrink.
3: It's like. You don't feel like you can walk with your head held high yep. because I just I, I just came to greet this uncle and the mm-hmm. first thing he says to me is something about my weight. So mm-hmm. now you feel that every room that you walk into, that's what everybody's thinking. Yeah, thinking exactly. about your weight. They're not thinking of you as a person mm-hmm. or you know or mm-hmm. or as a woman, period. Mm-hmm. But they're looking at you as a bulldozer or this fat girl or whatever. It's really ridiculous.
1: It really is. Very. It really is. It's, it's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's really really
2: unfortunate. So how do y'all how do you guys, like cope with these things? Or how do y'all like prevail? Like when you hear stuff like this, people that you know are close to you, how do you move forward without letting it kill your your spirit, your self esteem? I think
3: that honestly is like something that I'm even trying to learn now. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm a 25 year old woman, you know, like trying to learn that now. That because when you've when you've seen yourself a certain way this was something I was talking to somebody about recently. I, I keep saying that this is somebody because I be, we be talking. About it. But, um, but like when somebody says something to you, even when you're in school, say it wasn't an uncle or auntie, but say it was when you're in school, you're getting bullied by six year olds. You know, your fellow kindergartners, they're saying these things to you when you hear that as a six year old, as a five year old, as an eight year old. You're not thinking, oh, this is something that a six year old says. So let me like grow past it. This mm-hmm. is a scar that yeah. stays with you when you're six, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, all the way up until you're 25 and 30 and 40 years old. And so I think like right now, what I'm doing is, in the I'm in the process of like really like hearing the things that I actually say to myself. This was something that was unfolded in my quiet time today, actually, mm-hmm. okay. but but I realized what something that the Lord showed me was that I'm mean to myself. Yep. And so it's like this uh, abusive relationship, because there's a, you there's one part of you that's mean to another part of you that really wants to flourish and really wants mm-hmm. to prosper. And so this part of you that wants to prosper is shrinking. Yet you still get her cue and you still beat your face and do your hair and you go out and you smile. But when you come home, you're mean to yourself. It's like an abusive mm-hmm. relationship. You know what I mean? And it's like, now we, now I'm, I'm like, no, I have to like reconcile with myself. Like, and I don't even know what that looks like. But when the Lord said it to me today, I was like, I don't think I'm ready to do that. Like, it just sounded scary. Like imagine having a meeting with somebody who's offended you for Mm -hmm. years. That's like something you have to come to terms with, like actually saying you'll do. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, okay, I actually have to come to terms with forgiving yeah. myself and yeah. like, and then apologizing to myself. And you know, like, loving it's, yeah, loving on myself is, is something that I don't think you just say, okay, I'm going to cope with, or you kind of like mm-hmm. deal with immediately. You think you're coping with it, but on the inside, you're really mm-hmm. like hurting like it's actually damaging. You may not realize it until later.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I agree with everything she said, did just to piggyback. I think for me, I had to, um, two things I had to realize that those things that those people were saying to me, and it's funny, we were talking about uncles and aunts and it's just like, these are our family members mm-hmm. that are speaking so negative negatively towards us. But I had to realize that the things that they yeah. were saying were lies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of times
1: we hear it and we internalize it as the, the truth. truth. Yeah. So we continue to replay mm-hmm. the, that truth in our head. But yeah. I had to realize that that was a lie and I was not, The only thing that someone saw Mm -hmm. when they see me is not my weight, Mm -hmm. whether I'm 600 pounds or whether I'm 200 pounds. Like you don't Mm -hmm. just look at me and notice weight first. I had to realize that that was a lie, number one, and then number two, I had to unlearn a lot of things. Uh, And piggybacking what you're saying, like unlearning, being mean to myself, unlearning, like replaying negative self-talk because that those are the things that will keep. Those are the things that kept me very insecure mm-hmm. very depressed they like filled with anxiety mm-hmm. walking into a family function or mm-hmm. walking into mm-hmm. um yeah. a crowded room with my friends like those are the wow. things that gave me that anxiety because i was giving myself self-talk negative self-talk like oh mm-hmm. all they're gonna see is my rose all they're gonna see is this. all they're gonna see is that because those are the things that like when people plant seeds of um insecurity very early like you said at 6 years old people are planting these seeds yeah. whether it's a 6 year old or 66 year old mm-hmm. they're planting these mm-hmm. those seeds will grow yeah. because i'm mm-hmm. watering them with my own negative self talk and they bear fruit. Yeah. And, they bear fruit. Yeah. and then you mm-hmm. turn into a 25 27 28 year old woman and you're wondering yeah. why you can't even leave your house yeah. or you yeah. can't like put on a dress and feel pretty mm-hmm. yeah I, I had to learn those two things
2: Side note Lost a lot of (laughs) weight. Right. But when I when I first met you, Uh -uh. I thought you were the most beautiful thing on the face of V. You know, like when I first (laughs) like you understand, like I said, why is she this pretty? (laughs) Why? (laughs) And then Oh my god. Like, I didn't even... when you lost weight. I was like, why? Because yeah. I never... It, it wasn't like you had to lose weight. It wasn't It wasn't a flaw. Like, mm-hmm. you were... You're, you're gorgeous. Yeah. When I saw yeah. like, she lost weight. Like, yeah. what was wrong? And I read your blog, the blog post you wrote. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Yeah. It, it makes more sense. But I didn't think mm-hmm. it was... Girl, you so good. gorgeous. <laughs> I was like... Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so for me, I
0: think... Um, I think this is something God, I think it was last year. I can't remember when, but um, yeah, God was just showing me that I've learned how to, I mean, everyone in my family has taught me how to hate my body. They've taught me how to always pick at what isn't right about my body. And no one ever told me how to love my body. Like literally zero, nobody in my family, nobody ever opened up their mouth to say, Buki, you're perfect. The way you were made was perfect. Like no one in my family ever taught me how to love my body. So that's something that God, he's been teaching me how to do. It's all a process because even until today, I still struggle with it. Like every single day, I, I, God is teaching me something new. Like, stop looking at yourself so much. <laughs> like, once you get up in the morning, why is the mirror the first thing you look at? And then again, you're picking at what you don't like. Like, I'm just like, like what you guys said, unlearning things that I've learned. And um, one thing I'm doing now is affirming myself, like affirming my body, like looking at my body and affirming it. Because there's this one thing, my pastor, he talks about like how the mind is made up and I don't know like the specific words, but he says like um, experiences can create like a pathway for your mind. And once you experience something over and over again, you're te- your brain, you're basically programming your brain to, to think a certain way. So, so you have to learn how to renew your mind, like with the word of God. So all the things that Mm -hmm. I've programmed my brain to think God is teaching me how to renew that, like with his word and with affirming myself with his word. So yeah, that's how
1: I'm learning how to process it.
2: That's good.
1: That's so good. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's crazy that she said no one ever, no one taught you how to love your body. That's It's so crazy because I mean, I have, a bunch of nieces and a mm. bunch of young girls that, you know, are in my church, in my community. And I look at them and I'm I just mm. wondering, I'm, I'm sometimes fearful that they are struggling like I struggled at their yeah. age. Mm. And, I, and sometimes I don't even know how to help them because it still feels like I don't know how to help myself sometimes. Like, well, like I'm still journeying, still learning yeah. to love myself. And it's crazy because I think that is so important yeah. at, at such a young age to teach women, to teach these yeah. young girls that, you are perfect. Yeah. Just the way you are. Yeah. You don't need to lose a pound. You need to gain a pound. You don't need to contour a nose, chisel yeah. a cheek. Yeah. You are perfect. For real, yeah. you are perfect just yeah. how you wake up in the morning. Yeah. You
2: are
1: that's so good. That's so good. Man.
2: Since so you said that, what was one advice you would give to um, a girl who's younger than us that's currently being shamed for her weight? Um, What's sort one of thing you would give to her is to like, you know, encourage her? That she's I just say, I don't know. Yeah. So. i got to think about that. What, what would you yeah. tell young author? Yeah. What would I tell young
1: author? Mm. To not listen. Heck <laughs> yes. <Yeah. Best laughs> to not. <laughs> Right, retweet. Mm-hmm. I, it's just, it's, I know it's so hard at like, you know, 12, 11 to, to tell someone not to listen mm-hmm. to these things. Um, But, I, okay, so just a little background. I w- have been big my entire life. I Again, I'm the youngest <laughs> five girl. My eldest sister, number one, is like, she's she has two kids and she's still a size two. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can kind of gauge how she has looked her whole life. Um, and we have different body shapes in my family, but I was always the biggest one, and I'm the youngest. And, you know, at my biggest, I was almost 400 pounds, and I have recently lost weight. But knowing how mm-hmm. big I was at that time, mm-hmm. I felt like it was like, oh, Akbar, the big girl. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like that was my name, the big girl. Even like, you mm-hmm. know, people have, have said, oh, the, the the pretty big one, it's just like, oh, she's a pretty girl, but she's the big pretty girl. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, she's just pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like that was my label. And it, it was really challenging for me. And even mm-hmm. honestly, I'm still journeying through um, unpacking or releasing that part of my name. To myself mm-hmm. um but for the young Akbet, i would just tell her not to listen i would really just tell her not to listen because i mean people called me a lot of things yeah and it wasn't just family it was you know i went to school so it was friends mm-hmm. no we're not friends but mm-hmm. it was people at school mm-hmm. um i mean that was the easiest target oh you fat you ugly you yeah. like that's the easiest target to target some how someone looks yeah and it was yeah. always oh you fat that was the first thing they always said to the point where I don't even like using that word in general. Like I don't use it in, in like a regular part of my um Think vocabulary. Yeah. I don't use that word at all. Even if I'm referring to something non weight, I don't even use that word. Um so like yeah. Yeah, it's just I would tell her, the old the young aqua not to listen. Just try to close your ears and not your head. No, yeah, and then yeah, exactly and then not listen. That's really, really hard though. But Yeah, absolutely. That was what I would tell her. Yeah, I would say
3: This is about to sound Mm. so cliche y'all, but I really believe the cliches are cliche for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because they're true, but to know your worth, like, no, it was, it was about, um, I'm thinking in in terms of semesters. So like two semesters ago, so like about a year ago, (laughs) um, I was on Instagram and I kept noticing that I kept seeing people yeah. post things about knowing your worth and I would just scroll past it. Like, okay, duh, we get it. Like <laughs> I, I, really, you know, I, I, at that time, I really didn't like cliche stuff. It was just like, you're just posting this for likes. Like everybody here is know your worth. So mm-hmm. you saying know your worth isn't, uh, sticking it out. Yeah, it's not sticking out.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: <laughs> but then I started noticing and um, a lot of like, things that I was experiencing and friendships and certain things like that. I didn't know my worth. And so <laughs> I, I said, I don't text y'all. I send voice memos. Cause I really don't like texting. So I said, yeah. somebody told me the other day that my voice memos aren't mm-hmm. in the street. <laughs> I, send, I send voice memos. So I, I actually remember sending a voice memo to somebody about how I'm realizing that I don't know my worth. And like when people are saying to know your worth, I probably should listen. And, um, and mm. something regarding my weight that I dealt with when I was younger was I was accepting these trash relationships from mm. these guys. Mm. I, I, I was never actually in a relationship mm. where like we called each other boyfriend, girlfriend, at least not a serious one, because a lot mm. of the a lot of them were hidden because of my weight. Same girl. Oh, same. A lot of them were hidden because of my weight. Yeah. So he no he would be what? all boo level it- on the phone. Oh, you try. I'm trying to be your your friend. You know, never- yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the phone, I got my phone taken so many times <laughs> <laughs> on the phone in the, middle of the night. But then when we saw each other in person, it was like, "Oh, what's up?" What's dapping up? me up in person, what? dapping me up in person. But you mm. was just wrapping me up last night, and it actually, it actually got to a point where a lot of these guys would then have girlfriends, mm. would like get girlfriends, and I'm just like, wait huh? What's happening? And that was a really big hit to my self-esteem. Mm. But to try to build myself up, I felt like I was doing something because it's like, well, he's with her, but he still be on the phone with me. Mm. No, wait, no, y- daddy, that's not how it goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you didn't know my worth. It was like, oh, oh, I'm big, but he still talked to me. You know what I mean? And it was like, because mm. these these lies were planted in my head that like I said, like, you're a big girl. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, so we we should really be getting the lowest of the low. We should really just take what we can get or you should oh. even be happy that somebody likes you. So when someone would like me, it was like, okay, I kind of, I'm not going to like walk away from him because he has a girlfriend now. I'm, I got to take what I can so get. You, you know okay. what I mean? But no, that's, that is not knowing your worth at all. And Something I would tell the young me was to know my worth, and 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 that also I believe like goes hand in hand with not listening If you know your worth, if somebody now tells you that you're worth a dollar, and you know you are a whole <laughs> Big Mac, like I'm not on the dollar menu. Uh, I, I'm a meal with fries. No, what do you mean I'm worth a dollar? No, that's a lie. So, <laughs> I you, um you. <laughs> once, I feel like once you know your once you know like and not just knowing because people tell you to know or knowing because that's like you have to walk confident and you, you like you kind of trying to fake it. Like when you know from the depths of yeah. your soul how mm. much you're worth, you won't take foolishness.
2: Mm.
0: So, mm. yeah, sure. So, um I don't even know how to phrase it, but One thing I would tell my younger self is, I don't know, let me just say it. I would say that you're strong and they're weak Mm. because a lot of times I feel like people project their insecurities on other people based off of what they're saying. So let's say people, someone would come at you and tell you, oh, I don't, I think your arms are really too fat. No, the reason why they're telling you your arms are fat is because they think their arms are fat. Yeah. And they've been dealing with that insecurity their whole life, and they don't know how to handle it. So they're going to look at their insecurity in someone else and try and project that on that person.
3: Yeah. So yeah, I feel like so
0: I would tell my younger self, like what well, I said at the beginning, they're all lies. Because a lot of times <laughs> those statements are their insecurities that they're dealing with. Uh, And I am stronger than what I thought, because a lot of times when people would tell me those things, I would just go into my room and cry and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. No, because I know who God is. I am stronger than that. Even though I might still hurt, even though I might feel weak at that moment, I am stronger than that because God is with me in that moment where I feel weak and he is my strength. So therefore, I am stronger than that. So yeah, that's one thing I would tell my younger self. Yeah,
2: that's good. That's that good. Because even before you mentioned, I was even thinking like a lot of these aunties are not.
1: They are
2: definitely make them at all by but, any means. So when they come to people and they give advice, it's like, do you not see <laughs> yourself? And what, what would you now? But do that's not, the thing they do the see thing. themselves. Yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So it's like broken people, hurt people, hurt people. It's like, yeah. Do y'all think Nigerians, Nigerian culture, um, treat skinnier people or not skinny people, but like yeah, smaller different. people or, by? I know it means like skinny. <laughs> oh, small. Okay, yeah. okay, Yeah, yeah, lekpa yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Um, do people? Are smaller get treated different, or are they viewed different? What's your take on that? I mean, I think it depends,
1: right? I think Nigerians—I want to say—I think Nigerians are confused. That's, <laughs> that's people. That's I, what they're what it. never Confused because one thing, like you'll see, I have friends that are smaller, and I hear them. I hear aunties comment on their bodies like, "Oh, she's too thin. She needs to eat more." yeah exactly but then you have someone i had my own experiences when i was bigger and even now people are like oh slow down like you know so what's okay they're never pleased they're never pleased they're always confused. <laughs> always confused um and even have y'all heard that rumor like when you big in nigeria it means you're rich yeah yeah
0: mm-hmm. right? on the food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when i went to nigeria um it was, I was hearing that a lot because I would see like bigger people and they're like, oh, you know, that means she's wealthy. She has so much money. Um, but then they would still talk about her like, oh, but she's, she's rich, but she's single. Oh, she's... Yeah, they, to, they always they gotta find something. something. I'm just like, you I can never
3: be, be satisfied, ever. Never be
1: satisfied. So, I mean, I don't know if people, if Nigerians treat people differently versus like smaller versus bigger. I think in general, Nigerians are just confused. Yeah. Which is why us as this new generation, first generation in the States, or even, I, even if we're not in the States, I just feel like this new generation, we have to like start creating new narratives yeah, for, yeah. Our, yeah. Guys, for ourselves and for our kids. Because yeah. it's not, you can't just go off of what people think. You yeah. just can't, because you'll never win, ever. Yeah, that's yeah. so ever. real.
2: I really enjoyed this. <laughs> oh, and we did too, or oh, I did too. Yeah, yeah I did was too. Fun. I, I'm seeing you guys in a different light. Like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But y'all, y'all seem really confident to me. Wow.
1: wow. So this is a journey. Yeah. Retweet. Yeah. Okay.
2: Retweet. Because I would never. And that is. I mean, I had I had people in mind, but then Yeti was like Akbar and Nicole. Yeah, I
3: literally said yeah. y'all. So. But,
2: and Nicole, so I'm just like, I mean, okay, but I don't really see them you know, bring anything. Not, I mean, yeah, <laughs> good, but I got struggled with your weight. And
3: I think part, part of the reason why people may believe that is because now this actually reminds me of the question that you asked earlier. We had to find ways to cope. Like, mm-hmm. like I feel like a lot of People that I knew, know that are bigger, they have to dress really well, and their hair has to be really on point. Mm. Like you can't, you can't be chill and be big because then it just looks like you're just losing. <laughs> like, you know I mean? <laughs> so we have to. No, for real. Like, that so, makes a lot of sense. So. You have to dress well. You have to know be how to do your eyebrows. Your hair has to be popping. You <laughs> have to be funny. You have to be fun. Mm. So, all of these are coping mechanisms because it's like if I'm chilling, and I'm big, I'm going to be the <laughs> target in the room. So I think, uh, I think learned, we learned, we, we force ourselves into this confident place because if you always have jokes coming but, at you, you have to learn how to jump. Like, if people to. are always <laughs> coming for you, you gotta know, you have to know how to have, you know, you That's have to so know how funny. to clap back. If she people... Like, if people are going to talk, like when I was younger, I I was a Bama because <laughs> African parents don't know how to dress their kids. They don't. So when you grow up, you have to learn how to dress. Now I really just don't be caring as much. Like before, when I was in high school, I really, really cared. Now it's like, you know, it doesn't really matter as much because I guess like, you know, it's a journey, it's a journey of of yeah. confidence. Mm-hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. to rely on my clothes and mm-hmm. blazers and, you know, and I don't have to rely on that because yeah. my worth is more than that, and my confidence doesn't come from my outward yeah. appearance and my clothes. This is literally learning. Like as I'm saying this, this is something that I'm doing myself again tomorrow yes. when I wake up and I'm not feeling as cute. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's it's a journey, absolutely. Like Alpha said, it's a journey because you have we we've learned how to do things so much in order to feel like we're okay. And so now we have to be honest with ourselves and say, no, you weren't really okay.
0: Yeah. Are
3: You don't really feel confident. Like you're, you're happy and you're loud when you're, when you walk in the room and those types of things. But like, are you happy when you're at home? You know, like, are, are you loud when you're at home or are you shrinking back? Like those yeah. types of things. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. yeah, girl, like you'll find a lot of people who, who aren't, um, who aren't happy, but on the outside, they look like it. Like on mm-hmm. the outside, they look like they're glowing and yeah. everything is mm-hmm. great, but it's really an it's an internal
2: journey. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm learning, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you guys so much for doing this. I really appreciate Woo! it. And thanks for being my first episode. Can't wait for yeah. You're welcome. And I hope everybody who hears this is blessed, like I was. Um so stay tuned. Bye. 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 Are you gonna do the follow us on social media uh, thing? Okay.
0: <laughs> where okay. the <laughs> so
2: everybody can do. It. I listen to too many podcasts I'm and I know caption, that. But okay. Show where I can follow you at.
3: Okay, so on Instagram, my handle is at WeaveGeek, like weave as in hair and geek as in like. Geek Smart. Squad mm-hmm. underscore. So Weave Geek underscore. And I also have a YouTube channel, which I am taking a break from because, like I said, I'm on this journey. So <laughs> my YouTube channel is Weave Geek the Jesus Freak. Mm.
1: Uh, my Instagram is Miss m s o p e z z y And I also have a blog, com. Okay,
0: and my Instagram is Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E-B dot J. I'm on break now, but I'll be back soon. And then my Twitter, if you still get on Twitter, you guys, is un- underscore. Twitter's actually really funny. Anyway, it's underscore, two underscores, Nicole J. And then I have a YouTube channel, Nicole J. So, yeah, check me out.
2: Nicole and I'm Malami Day. You can follow me at Urban Disciple. Um, but you can definitely follow our Instagram page, which is Nigel Talk. <laughs> 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 yeah, you better remember. I'm about to end, I'm like, wait, that's our email. Yeah. But yeah, um, stay tuned for more content. Bye bye. Bye. Later. Bye.